Yo, what up, Minute Purpose Podcast? How you doing? This is Desi, one of your co-hosts. So I'm really excited about this episode. So I actually did a solo episode in my Our Purpose Nutrition Facebook group with a fantastic dietitian. And so a lot of what we tackled during this live Q&A um, and just something that's extremely topical was the collaboration or rather the connection of proper gut health and then also proper sex drive. I mean, how many of us right now are really uncomfortable with talking about our sex drive and our sexual health? I mean, I think the top two things that most people don't want to talk about is sexual health and finances. And so today, what we did and what you're going to hear is a recording that we did from Cali Excess, who's an amazing RD. And we had a really good conversation about sexual health, about the, the use and health of orgasms and what that does from taking your stress levels uh, far below where they, where they need to be. And so we had a really good conversation about that and some really applicable things that you can begin to practice. And so a lot of what we geared this towards was overall female health, but I feel like for our, for our men of purpose, one, to remain educated, which is something that's going to be so, so profound as you're working to support your spouses or support your significant others. But it also talked a lot about sexual drive and what that has to do with male anatomy. And so I thought this was a really perfect one for us to dive into. I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, as always, let us know email, let us know in, in uh, via iTunes or any questions that you might have, you know, this is a really fantastic subject. And so as this brings up a lot more questions, a lot and a lot more topics and, and feedback, we're always open to those types of things. I hope you guys enjoy. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it. Yo, what up? Welcome to the Men of Purpose podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Desi Abeda, proud father, husband, dietitian, entrepreneur. Matt Frakes, your other co-host, proud husband, proud father, sports dietitian, and like I like to always say, probably the strongest dietitian in America. (laughs) (laughs) And this podcast is meant to help future fathers, current fathers, and family members begin to prioritize their lives so they can prioritize the needs of others. So listen up, take those notepads out, and tune in to the Mirror Purpose Podcast. All right. What is good, people? Happy mother freaking Wednesday. Coach Des here, as always. Uh, I have a, a really great guest that uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Um, but before I introduce her, one, th- one thing that I'm really excited about, so you'll see some of the branding has changed from the MOP or the Men of Purpose to Our Purpose Nutrition, because as this evolution has come about, we've had a lot more females in the mix. And so um, my big thing is motivating everyone, right? Everyone uh, to be purposeful about their health and their nutrition. So I felt like this person right here, or actually over here, my fan, my camera's flipped. Uh, this person right here would be fantastic because our big topic today is sex drive. You know, that, that one thing usually outside of finances that most people don't talk about is their sex life, is their sex drive, and the role that it plays in reference to overall gut health. So um, without further ado, I'm, I'm incredibly uh, passionate about what you do, Callie. So uh, go to introduce yourself to, our, to our, all of our friends and fam, uh, what you do, what you're purposeful about, and we'll kind of get into the content. Well, thank you. Um, uh, my name is Callie. I'm a registered dietitian and I have a virtual private practice. My, my, I specialize in women's health and hormonal balance um, and, you know, mindful nutrition and self-care practices that 
help women really play on the same team as their bodies. So a lot of that is about um, freeing ourselves of diet culture, getting in touch with our bodies, understanding our bodies and our cycles and our hormones and what all those signals or all those components are are telling us on a day-to-day basis so that we can understand what's going on in our body and um, thrive in our lives. <laughs> no, that, that's amazing too. So uh, you and I, and we talked about this a, a while back, uh, primarily I was seeing just men. And, and again, as the evolution has come about, like it's, it's really cool to see. Um, so you and I have talked about uh, the role of men's health and women's health separately. And so as we come together on this thing, I'm really excited about it. So Callie, on your end, you know, the, the type of clients that you serve, what are some of the common uh, complications in regards to sex drive, in regards to things that you're hearing from a client perspective, which probably prompted a lot of the content that you're doing. So um, what are some of the biggest complaints you think? Um, you know, I think that a lot of women have been struggling. So, so like sex drive is kind of something that is always something that comes up down the road. It's never like... People showing up and be like, help me get my sex drive back. No, it's like, yeah. I feel off. I'm constantly exhausted. I can't stop. Like, I'm my mental space is taken up by diet culture and food. Um, I, you know, I deal with crazy menstrual cycles and stubborn weight gain or stubborn metabolism. Um, and I just feel off. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've talked to my doctors. They tell me nothing's wrong, but some I know that something is wrong. Um, and so I help, that's where I come in and kind of, we take three steps back and try to help these women, um, dealing usually with burnout, with the mental load, with lifestyle, I call it human giving syndrome, um, you know, (laughs) lifestyle and self-care practices where everybody else and everything else comes before, um, our own health and our own well-being. And at the end of the day, how you show up for yourself and how you nourish your body sets the foundation for everything else in your life. (laughs) So um, we do, we take a lot of steps back and we figure out how to implement uh, mindful nutrition practices and mindful self-care practices that uh, fit into their lives um, rather than the other way around so mm-hmm. that they can feel confident and sexy and have energy and not want, not feel like they're running around in circles with their heads cut off all the time. So yeah, yeah it's really, it runs the gamut, but at the end of the day, I think a lot of women struggle with being in tune with their bodies and understanding the, there's, that there's a lot of complex um, mechanisms at play on a biochemical level, um, from liver detoxification, from adrenal function, and then also gut health. So those are my three pillars, kind of liver, yeah, stress, gut. <laughs> and then you said human giving syndrome, right? Yeah. Is that what you said? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm 100% going to bite that. Cause I love that. Okay. Cause I, and that goes back to something that I'm constantly talking about too. Like, you know, if you don't refill up, if you don't refill your cup, you can't fill up the cup of others. And so I love the human giving syndrome. Cause it's something that I constantly find, uh, not only just with my clients, but also conversations that I have with a lot of our amazing friends and followers, um, you know, via DM or even just in comments. And so, uh, Callie, I wanted to bring us in on, uh, two fantastic posts that you had. I don't know if I'm going to be able to post them in the 
the comments section, but if I can, I definitely will so that you all can have some context. So you did such a great job of breaking down some of the, the common four things that you try to tackle in regards to the relationship between gut health and then also, uh, you know, sexual reprodu reproductivity or, um, or just libido. And yep. <clears throat> so, excuse me. The first one that I wanted to tackle that I thought was really great was the role between gut health and estrogen clearance. Can you clear that up for us and like what that means uh, for someone? And also, mind you, for the men that are listening too, the more that we educate ourselves on what's going on on the other side, on the female side, the better that we can all be on the same page. So um, for men who are on right now, they're thinking like estrogen, do I have estrogen? Again, we want to be thinking about this way in a more holistic way where we can support our uh, our significant others or, or the other women in our lives. So First and foremost, make sure you, you remain open-minded, but go ahead. <laughs> well, then actually you do have estrogen. And so mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's going to help you too. Yeah. Um, so all good there, but from an estrogen and gut health relationship, right? It's a twofold thing where estrogen is detoxified first through the liver and then it's attached to bile and it travels to our intestines um, or our gut to be excreted, right? And so if um, if if you're bile, if you're constipated, basically, if you experience IBS or constipation regularly, what can happen is that estrogen can be deconjugated from that bile and reabsorbed back into the body. And so if you are off in your gut health, if you suffer from constipation um, or IBS or you know any sort of issue that you have slow sluggish motility, that is going to put you at risk for um, reabsorption of estrogen and then estrogen dominance, which can then impact, you know, monthly cycles, of course, but also inflammation levels, sex drive, for sure. Um, it plays a role in your metabolism and insulin regulation as well as thyroid function. So motility is definitely important here. And one of the best ways in which you can maintain um, healthy motility is through eating, you know, fiberful vegetables and fruits, um, making sure you're drinking enough water, sleeping and physical activity, like across the board, that's going mm -hmm. to help with motility and estrogen clearance. Um, the other thing that you, there's another coin to or another another side to the coin here in the sense that if you have an imbalance in microbiome meaning your gut bacteria some women are at risk of having you know gut health is like the microbiome is crazy right now it's like this whole wild west field and we're learning mm -hmm. so much about how gut health plays an integral role in every facet of how humans function. So mm -hmm. having a healthy microbiome and a balanced microbiome is going to benefit everybody. But when it comes to hormonal balance and gut uh, microbiome diversity, what we're seeing is that in some women or some populations that suffer from um, hormonal imbalance and even insulin function or, uh, or um, inflammation. This creates pockets of a bacteria called estrobolome. And this estrobolome is a type of bacteria that works specifically to deconjugate um, estrogen in, from that bile. And so if you have a higher amount of this type of bacteria, or if you have hormonal imbalance related to PCOS or 
or estrogen dominance, um, or even inflammation, this estrobolone, um, you are at more risk of having this estrobolone like bacteria population. Um, and so again, feeding a healthy gut, making sure you're eating pro probiotic foods and prebiotic foods with healthy fiber is going to make a very happy gut for yourself. And then also help you manage and regulate, um, estrogen balance throughout the rest of your body and, and help you excrete any extra, extra estrogen along the way. Um, so it's, Gut health plays like a huge role in estrogen metabolism, estrogen clearance, and then as also estrogen balance. Um, and if you have an unhealthy gut or an unbalanced gut, I want to say, um, you're going to feel it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I really love too, because you're right, the, you know, the, we're, we're continually studying the microbiome and we're finding that there's so much that goes into it. And there's such a really great connection between mind and body. When we're talking about a healthy gut and even on the other side too, you know, I I've had people, I've had conversations with people who are feeling like fatigue. I think that's probably the biggest thing. They feel a great deal of fatigue. So it's like, well, what's wrong with me? I, I love working with people like yourself and other RDs out there who are navigating this foods first model, who are navigating behaviors first before we even talk, talk about supplementation. Because I think right now uh, there's a big imbalance between the need for just masking an issue without at least taking a couple steps back, just like you had mentioned to say like, okay, well, tell me a bit more about your lifestyle factors and, and what leads into that. So I, I love the fact that we're on the same page to that end. And I also yeah. love the science that you dove into um, things that I didn't even know. So this is, I'm learning something right now too. Science is radical. Um, and I will yeah. say too, like really the other thing that you want to look out here in terms of gut health is medication. And, you know, um, you mentioned, I think you mentioned like having a band aid or, or talking about supplementation and, yeah. uh, so many women are using hormonal birth control for, you know, to, to help them have a, a better sex life, but horm synthetic hormones, and I'm, I'm never going to be a person that says, don't take the pill. I, mm -hmm. your, your reproductive choices are yours, but I do think that you are entitled to education. And if you are having symptoms that match up, um, then you have a right to know so that you can make educated, educated decisions about your medication and your body. And yeah. so with hormonal birth control, um, we know that these synthetic hormones play a huge role in actually gut health um, and our ability to absorb certain nutrients like magnesium, zinc, vitamin A, vitamin E, um, and the B vitamins, all of which we need to yeah. synthesize neurotransmitters and support the liver detoxification process. Um, so... All, all of these are the hormonal birth control will impact our ability to absorb and then use these nutrients as building blocks for our function. And so yeah. if you're a person that's been on birth control for a lot of time and you're having these symptoms where you don't understand what's going on or you have motility symptoms, you have low energy and fatigue, you have estrogen dominance or symptoms of estrogen dominance, you know, these are things that we have to look into. And this is education that I have found women are not being provided. And so yeah. it's so important to understand that it's, again, not in your head. 
I think yeah. so many women are told that it, their symptoms are in their head. It's not. Um, mm-hmm. And to do due diligence and be your own best advocate here, um, because gut health at the end of the day, if your medication is impacting your gut health, then, you know, it's going to lead to other things. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you tackled that too, because I think to a large degree that at times uh, medication or supplementation is the go-to when I've, I've been able to really work with a lot of fantastic docs who have always talked about like, here, let's go talk to our dietitian first. Let's go get some background. And before we make some of these decisions, and I've always really respected having worked in a multidisciplinary field in that way. So I love the fact that we're kind of tackling this too. Cause I think the thing that I hear oftentimes most is like hormone imbalance and hormones, hormones, hormones. So on the heels of that, uh, you had another thing that I really love too, is the, the role of serotonin production, uh, in the gut. So can you speak on that a little bit, provide some clarity? Cause I thought it was really fantastic that I was like, okay, I remember hearing about this, but damn, you did a, such a great job of, of breaking it down. Right. And so not just serotonin, but also oxytocin, um, you know, which is released and during sex and it's, and our feel good neurotransmitters. So like dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin are all mm-hmm. play a very big role in our ability to feel aroused and enjoy sex. Right. Yeah. Um, and to just like want to have sex. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Right? So, um, gut health in our gut, our guts make roughly 80 to 90% of, of these neurotransmitters and regulate their function. And serotonin specifically, 80 to 90% of serotonin is synthesized in the gut. And so if you, again, have your gut health is down the tube, so probably is your sex drive or your ability to feel um, aroused or, or, you know, get funky, you know, (laughs) get, get after it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, low gut health, low gut health imbalance or, um, you know, microbiome imbalance, low sex drive, basically at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. low ability to feel good, to feel positive and to get excited about going to getting in the sack. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think too, having talked uh, with a lot of not only just men in our uh, in our, our purpose nutrition group, but also just friends and really discussing the role of healthy connection and healthy sexual activity. I think the thing that we kind of go back to is this doesn't really get talked about. And so when someone says like, I feel off, um, there, there really isn't a whole lot of opportunity where we can have a conversation about it. So I love that we are conversing about the role of gut health and the role of, hey, if you're not feeling up to it, if your libido is down, there's likely some things that are going on and this is not a natural thing that happens. And so I love personally that we're tackling this. So um, you mentioned something the other day, we didn't have this on the docket, but I think it's so important. Uh, The role of orgasms. I was so interested on what you put down. I was like, oh my gosh, one, (laughs) hell yeah, let's talk about this. Two, like, oh, like I just, I just learned something. So uh, we didn't have this on the docket to talk about, but I think that it's, it's a healthy connection to what we're talking about in reference to libido. So um, can you expand on that a little bit and like the benefits of it and the role that it plays? Because I know from a male perspective before sleep, it's something that is just so fantastic for sleep quality. Um, But you're, you're the expert here. So go ahead and take it away. (laughs) Okay. Well, so, I mean, besides the fact that orgasming is like fucking great, um, it feels good, but Mm -hmm. also orgasming is really helpful in reducing stress 
reducing, you know, that, that cortisol pathway, it suppresses cortisol and it increases that oxytocin pathway too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, right, right then and there, your ability to feel positive, uh, reduce anxiety, reduce inflammation is, is huge. Um, and then the role that these neurotransmitters play throughout, you know, when they're released from orgasm is kind of like giving yourself a big hug, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it again, going back to reducing that cortisol response, which plays a role in insulin regulation and thyroid function. Um, it, re- it can reduce um, or improve immune function. Um, so when we when we talk about that, we're looking at the um, immune pathway, and it mm-hmm. reduces that autoimmune ri- risk that we're talking about. Um, mm-hmm you know, with thyroid and thyroid function there as well. Um, I, you know, I, to be honest, I even, I forget what I said. There's so many great things about Yeah, no, because you, no, because you, you dove into, um, obviously the immune function and, and the benefits of, uh, right. of having an orgasm and having that be a normal part of your life. Um, the other thing that you dove into, obviously the benefits of the overall what's happening with anti-inflammation. So we are talking a great deal about inflammation and what inflames the gut. Um, this was the second part of your post. And again, for, for those that are watching right now, I'll make sure that I tag it and cause I, I want you to get the value of it because you did such a fantastic job in that second, uh, post that you had where it's like, these are the things that are helpful towards the gut, mm-hmm. right? We've heard a lot about like, what are those things? So if, if I kind of like pushed you against the wall and said, Hey, Cal, you have to pick three, three things to be doing. <laughs> what are those three things? Cause I know you had like a list of 10, oh my uh, God. even more, I'm looking at it right now, like even more, yeah. but like, what are like your top three things that someone today listening to this, that they can really start to, to prioritize their own individual gut mm-hmm. health? Okay. So if I'm looking at this from the three pillars perspective, right. Of, um, Love it. I'm looking at Reducing stress, right? Because mm-hmm. when we reduce stress, we are able to promote healthy motility um, and a healthy microbiome balance. So mm-hmm. there's that. And ways to reduce stress, um, meditate. I love walking. I love um, yoga. Um, yeah. Therapy. Big fan of therapy. Um, Me too. you know, and also <laughs> eating at eating in a peaceful way, right? So if you are sitting down to eat or you're not sitting down to eat, you're grabbing a bar and then running out the door and driving on, you know, the way to your work. Well, that's not conducive to a healthy microbiome and healthy gut function. So mm-hmm. making time to actually sit down, eat your meals in peace without, um, distraction is going to be really helpful. And something I really love that I always recommend to my clients is taking a mindful minute. Um, you know, I'm not a a hugely religious person, but I'm a spiritual person. And so taking a minute to just like have gratitude and like deep thought four deep breaths in to really activate that rest and digest system Mm -hmm. rather than your, you know, your stress response system. Um, is going to be huge for how you are able to absorb nutrients and use energy and promote healthy gut function. Um, and then in terms of promoting a healthy microbiome, 
um, for better hormone balance and, and all that jazz and energy, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I sh- am a huge fan of making half my plate fruits and veggies on starchy fruits and veggies um, mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm including three colors on the plate. The yeah. colorful plate or that colorful fruit and veggie um, provide antioxidants and reduce that reduce inflammation. They help liver function. So going back to using those foods um, and the compounds in those foods to reduce inflammation um, and feel good is going to be great. Um, but fiber is what a healthy microbiome likes to eat. This bacteria mm-hmm. loves fiber. So give it to them. Um, <laughs> if you want yours, give them theirs. Right. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And then, um, I think my last one would be exercise and not just, not just like killing yourself at the gym. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that exercise promotes again, hun- healthy gut function, but it's also been shown to improve microbiome diversity and, um, a healthy microbiome balance. So, um, I love strength training for women. So many women I know, you know, they do cardio, they cardio, they do nothing for strength training, or they think yeah. that their two pound weights are, are what, what's going to work for them. And it's like, no, sweetheart, like, no, your bag weighs more than two weights. Like yeah. let's, like, let's, it, it does. It's like stuff. 10, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 10 yeah. To, like for real weight. Um, yeah. you know, we're carrying so much of our day to day on our backs. Mm-hmm. Like we got to have strong backs, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I recommend strength training and I do, I recommend, um, yoga so that you're not it. killing your body in the gym, creating more inflammation and more disassociation from that mind or that gut brain connection. Um, yeah. but those are kind of my three principles. It's movement, it's stress, and it's, you know, eat your fruits and veggies. Balance yeah. plate at the end of the be- day, balance plate. Cause I do also believe in, you know, being connected to your food. Um, and protein plays a huge role in, or by high bioavailable protein plays a huge role in, um, healthy gut lining and endothelial, um, tissue. So if you're dealing with leaky gut or IBS, you're definitely going to want to support your gut with those amino acids to um, promote healthy like intestinal lining. Um, But then also starch, you need energy. So many people are on like keto or some crazy restrictive diet and all foods fit. So Finding something that works for you in your life that gives you energy and provides nourishing so that you can not just survive, but thrive is really what it's all about. And when you're thriving, you're going to want to get in the sack. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, which to be honest, makes total sense. So I love those. So three takeaways for our, for our, uh, for those watching live and they're going to watch on replay. So the things that I heard that I thought really great. So, uh, the rest and digest, you know, actually taking some time to sit the F down Turn everything away and enjoy your food. That I, I love that because I the other thing that we that we like to do uh, before we start dinner between myself, my wife, and my four year old is like, okay, what are you thankful for? What are your gratitudes? And yes, so you that. take that time to rest and digest so that your body can do its thing. I love that. The second thing that I heard was, and I've and I've preached this so much, is color on your plate. 
-hmm. being able to navigate different variety, really being proud of the plate that you build. You know, I always tell a lot of my clients, like, make sure it's IG worthy, like take a picture of it, celebrate it. This looks fantastic. I'm going to post this shit. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's one of the big things too. And the other thing that I heard that I really loved was the power of strength training, really appreciating what your body can do. Uh, I'm a strength training person myself and I really enjoy it. Uh, but I also love Callie that you mentioned that and just the role of uh, really celebrating how powerful your body is. So I think those three things have been such fantastic items uh, for a lot of our, our, our viewers and listeners that are going to watch this on replay. So uh, thank you so much for providing that. Thank um, you. So question for you. Actually, I got like two more questions. Oh, oh, Um, yay. (laughs) So, and this is where you can kind of like guide us men because sometimes we, uh, (laughs) we stumble when we try to have the best intentions of having difficult conversations as it pertains to, um, female sexuality. Um, what are some things that men can do? Like, let's say for someone who is feeling off, feeling overly fatigued, uh, what are some like healthy, communication tactics or things that men can, can come in where, where we are concerned, or we have some, some concerns. Maybe we haven't had sex in two, three months. Like what's a healthy way for a, uh, a guy to, to approach a female to say like, Hey, I have some concerns, you know, and, and how would you, how would you guide a client through something like that? It's such a sensitive subject, but it doesn't need to be, um, at the, cause at the end of the day, sexuality is a way for us to connect with our own bodies. And so, you know, I, I think that maybe coming at the conversation or going into the situation with, how have you been feeling? Like, I see you, I see you're so tired. How can I help you? Um, how can I take, take some of the mental load off your plate? Do you need some alone time? Um, or, you know, is it, is it something that maybe when you're approaching sex and you're approaching, try, trying to get after it and it's 10 o'clock at night and all, all your wife has done is like worked, came home, made dinner, did laundry, you know, and then she's got a list of 10 things and running around in her head for the next day. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. maybe think about timing, think about the way we're approaching sex. Is it, is it, is it transactional it, or mm-hmm. is it, you know, something that's an activity uh, that you do yeah. together that you actually devote time to rather than making it this like one, two, three, you know, something on the list that needs to get done. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe even if it's been a while, you know, not having the expectation that everything is going to lead to sex. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe just getting, getting to know each other and connecting, um, by consuming media or by, you know, scheduling, like scheduling a Sunday afternoon or, you know, mm-hmm. trying to introduce props or things that make it romantic and about connection rather than just the sex. Yeah. Um, because as women, it's not that we don't, we like feeling sexy. We like sex. Um, I, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself and my client, like the people I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe it might be different for everybody. Let me, let me caveat that. But yeah. um, generally it's more about once you, when you get in the habit of not doing it, it makes it really easy to continue not to do it. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And so looking at it as 
looking at your habits around sex and what can you do to create more fun and connection um, rather than we haven't done it in so long. Let's do this. Let's pound it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, which never, which never works. Um, and, and I love that too. I love, I love the standpoint of uh, as men or significant others coming to their, their, their person and saying, Hey, I'm noticing something like, are you okay? Like, I love the fact, like, do you need uh, some solo time? You know, what do you need from me type of thing? So um, I love, I love the guidance there of just creating a more cohesive environment around something like this, where most people don't talk about this. So, um, so, th- so that was fantastic, Callie. Thank you so much. So, uh, last two questions for you. I've badgered you with a bunch of questions. Um, this has been so, so valuable. So last two questions. Uh, first one is, uh, where can people find you? Oh, um, well, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my Instagram handle is at womanup.wellness. Um, and you can look me up on the interwebs. Uh, my, my name is Callie Exis, like Texas without the T. Um, <laughs> so go ahead and Google me or email me. But if you find me on Instagram, feel free to message me. I live, love talking to people. That's like mm-hmm. something I'm always on Instagram. Cause you know, I'm always plugged in, but, um, yeah. something I'm working on, <laughs> Me too. but, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, woman up wellness. That is me. You can find me there or Google me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love it. So, so last question for you again, thank you so much for uh, providing value for a lot of our friends and viewers. So, uh, we'd like to have a little bit of fun. Last question with anyone that I have on, uh, if you were to start a food fight, which food are you throwing and why? Oh man, I feel like I answered this before and now I'm forgetting what I am, what I, <laughs> what I put. Um, I thought, I think it was chili. I feel like chili, like, like with, yeah, I think it could do a lot of damage. I think I would win with that one for sure. Like yeah, once it just goes everywhere, it spreads and it's just like, it smells and it's hot. So if you're coming at me and I feel threatened, I'm, I'm definitely going for the chili. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm Callie, I'm sorry. I, I thought we were going to be done, but we have a comment. So I'm going to, oh. I'm going to post it on here. Okay. So it's actually Yay. a question for you. So, uh, this is something that, uh, we can try to navigate. So question, some of my clients report a decline or increase in sex drive with the use of certain medications. Do you know any, uh, do you know of any foods or exercise therapies that can offset these side effects? Um, so that's kind of a, a loaded question, if you will, because there's a lot more detail. But um, h- how would you navigate something like that? Let me put the question back up here for you. Um, okay. So, I mean, first things first, I would I would want to know the medication, right? Mm-hmm. And what's going, like, the relationship between sex drive and, the, and that specific medication. Um, yeah. And then from there... It's, you know, I'm not testing or I'm not guessing, I'm kind of testing. So I offer a Dutch test, um, which looks at hormone metabolism from um, the fertility hormones. So estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone, as well as DHEA, um, Mm -hmm. and then the metabolic pathway all the way down to excretion, as well as the adrenal cortex or the, the HPA cortex and how cortisol is being regulated throughout the day. And so with that, I would say you would want to test, um, to get a really 
good picture of what's going on. Um, and then from there, looking at certain foods and with that medication um, and how they might interact with that drug. And if there is a food drug interaction, maybe looking at a way ways to experiment with um, taking those foods out or putting them back in or supporting the gut with those foods. Um, mm -hmm. I can speak to hormonal birth control specifically in the sense that we know that hormonal birth control, synthetic, synthetic hormones will um, definitely impact gut function. Yeah. And uh, the ability to absorb certain different nutrients. So from there, I would say, okay, you're on birth control. I know that this is impacting your ability to absorb this nutrient, this nutrient, this nutrient. So I'm going to recommend that based on your tests or based on your labs, you support or nourish your body with specific supplements that way. Um, mm -hmm. As well as, you know, if you're dealing with somebody who's got chronic autoimmune or hormonal imbalance related to medication, looking at exercise at a way where you're not overdoing it, you're not adding inflammation through crazy amounts of, of gym time or, you know, two hour workouts, tons of cardio, you're looking at your exercise a way to feel more energetic and not be beating down your body. And so usually what I recommend for that is laying off the cardio focusing on strength training to increase muscle mass, which will help with hormonal balance um, and gut function, and then incorporating other types of restorative mood movement like yoga um, that really focuses on breathing, strategic breathing, activating mm -hmm. your core, um, and oxygenating the, oxygenating the blood and circulation to send, send blood and, you know, to other places and other tissues that support gut, gut function. Yeah. And, and I love that question too. And I think for a lot of our viewers right now, as you're coming into this a little bit later and you're kind of wondering like what we're talking about, um, this is the value of having someone like myself or someone like Cal or, or other RDs that we work with. This is the value of having them take a look at the full picture because the really great thing about this too is we, we understand where our lane is and when other things come about where it's like the, the role on medication with other things, this is where we would navigate working with the doctor, where we would navigate working collaboratively with other health professionals. So if you're kind of stuck there Googling things because you're not really sure, we're really great people to ask these questions to because we may not have all the answers, but we can definitely find it rather that be through other people that you can work with collaboratively or even working with ourselves. So um, Ty, thank you so much for the question. That was a, that was a great question. Um, okay. So, all right. That was my last question, Callie. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sounds good. This has been so valuable. So, uh, I appreciate you taking some time for us. Uh, we're going to have to do a part two of this at some yeah, point because I, sure. I feel like there's, there's so much more that we can talk about and what I'll likely do is just have you on the podcast and we'll just go a full 60 minutes. Great. That sounds awesome. I'm excited. Awesome. Okay. So for uh, everyone, happy Wednesday. Go be with your families, uh, rest and digest, add colors to your plate and go do some strength training. So for myself and Callie, thank you guys so much. Later. Thank you, Debbie. Have a good one.
Yo, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for listening. So for those that want to hear a little bit more about what myself and Matt are all about, you can find us on the various platforms. For me, on Instagram, at FitDadsCoach, I post a lot of content on there. I post a lot of videos that are really just based out of what I do in our wonderful Facebook group. So Leading a Legacy for for the Men and Women of Purpose, it's a nutrition lifestyle group that is really just centered around doing exactly what we're talking about on this podcast, which is just teaching parents and future parents how to prioritize their lives so that they can prioritize that next generation and that next legacy. So we would love to have you in there. Matt and myself are constantly posting content in there, constantly starting conversations. And literally what we want to do is just build this community so that you know that you're not alone in this process. So you can find me there and at Fit Dads Coach. I'm really not on Twitter right now, but I probably need to step that game up. So that'll come uh, that'll come in time. But you can also find me on Facebook. Please send me a friend request. Desi Abeda, I'd love to chat with you. Yeah, you can also find us actually on the podcast group, MLP Podcast, at MLP Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can find myself. Mine is all over the place. Superior Vet Eats. Uh, you'll find things between food, travel, uh, what I'm currently doing with my athletes, what I'm currently doing as a father, as a husband. Um, like I said, it's all over the place. It can be entertaining. It can be dry. I'll post research on there sometimes on updates too. Like I said, it's not direct. It's all over, but that's just how I am. Um, on Twitter, I am on Twitter, uh, Superior Frakes, and that is S-U-P-E-R-I-O-R-F-R-A-K-E-S. Uh, that is going to be more directed towards things that was what's happening in nutrition now, evidence-based nutrition, research nutrition, uh, and also strength and conditioning as well. And then you can also find me on Facebook. That's another personal page at Matt Frakes. Again, F-R-A-K-E-S. Not Franks, not Breaks, not Freaks, not Flakes, Frakes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, we love to chat with you. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Really trying to push this movement out. So the Men of Purpose movement, thank you so much for listening. Peace, love, and chicken grease.